Welcome to a new episode of Craft Beer Conversations, where the beer and the conversation are always on me. Sometimes life does feel like a dog and pony show, doesn't it? Well, the Gerada brothers certainly think so, and later this spring, Dog and Pony Show Brewing Company will swing open its doors on 11 Mile Road in Oak Park. Dog and Pony Show is a product with the three Gerada brothers and Doug Dozak from Cycle Brewing in St. Petersburg, Florida, a brewery 10 years in the making. I got a tour of the new spot from Kyle Gerada, and afterwards he and I sat down for a conversation about what it took to get here, what to expect when Dog and Pony Show Brewing opens, and why dogs are so damn important. Oftentimes, and this isn't the first place I've gone to, Kyle, that's not open, but oftentimes I go to places and I can talk about what they've done and, and what things look like, and we're sitting in, in a rough space. It's not as rough, I'm sure, as it was, like you mentioned, semi-dirt floor with a giant old crane sitting in the middle, but you haven't opened yet, and I just I wonder, as you get about as close as you can be to opening, like how you feel like now. Like it's, this is a long time coming, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah, it's, um, you know, if I'm trying to sum it up in single words, it's things like surreal, uh, excitement. Honestly, there's even a little bit of guilt um, based on the climate we're coming out of. But overall, it, it's, uh, there's there, probably every evening at the end of like a work day, because I'm still working my day job and doing this, I, I'm texting my brothers and saying like, this is so cool. Look what we got done today. So it just, it, it is extremely exciting and I'm also trying to remain patient because we do still have some work to do so there's a lot of family businesses but I mean what's it like you it's you and your two brothers right I mean what's that dynamic like where you know if if things are going well or not usually you walk away at the end of the day you go home to your own family but like you walk into your own family yeah, in this case, I've had this dream for a while of like coming in and uh, having a cup of coffee and then getting with these guys and kind of looking at how we're going to tackle the day and what we're going to brew. And that is really exciting to me to be able to bring them along on this journey because I've worked in the corporate world as a leader and uh, played athletics in my life. And, you know, it's always easy to go to work for the team, but like the, your family's your why. So this is a really, really strong motivator each day. And it's just cool. I get to work with my brothers. I mean, they're my friends. So that makes it as fun as it can be. How did we get here? Like, like, I mean, I know that's kind of a loaded question, but like, from you said you worked in the corporate world and you see that transition it's not totally uncommon people they're tired of the quote-unquote rat race and the nine to five whatever you want to call it and obviously this industry is wildly difficult super competitive but to me it's at least while you're doing it fun yeah i think it started with um i've I've had a love for different beers for a long time like i can remember drinking Caffrey's at Irish bars, which I don't even believe is available in the States anymore. Um, just because I didn't want the same thing all the way to like going through the corporate world and realizing like the principles that apply to be successful in that world carry over into anything you do. And so it, it just gets easier. I, I, I guess in the finance world, you're motivated a little bit by the paycheck. And at some point there, at least for me, there became this point where I said, well, I don't really care how much I make. It's more about what I'm getting up and doing every day. And um, so to do this makes it a lot more fun because I can do way more things and touch way more people with this platform than I ever could when I was, you know, at Quicken Loans. How did you get hooked up with Cycle? Because that's going to that's gonna play a big part in this. In fact, we're having one of theirs right now, which, I mean, this Friday is just 
it's unconscious. It's so good. Vanilla bomb. Yeah, I mean, I, you said it earlier. It's like the right level of sweetness, like to the maximum, where it's not irritating and it's just so smooth. And you told me that it would give you give me an idea of like what's to come. And so I just I wonder what that relationship is like and 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 how you utilize it going forward. So uh, Doug Dozark, who's the brewer and owner at Cycle. Him and I became friends initially through a visit we had out there. A friend and I had done a raffle through eBay that Cigar City was holding, and it, you got a chance to go to Cigar City, do a tasting with Wayne Wambles. By the way, this is a St. Petersburg, Tampa-ish for those out there that... Yep, and so we won this raffle, so my friend and I went down and had this experience, but while we were down there, they're like, well, if you're down there, you got to check out Cycle. This is like circa 2011, 2012-ish. Okay. And uh, at the time, Cycle had just moved into their space in downtown St. Pete. They had been doing uh, beers and put them in swing top growlers out of Doug's mom's place called Peg's Cantina, which was a restaurant. It sounds amazing, by the way. I love this story. Yes. And so we kind of walked in and we were hanging out and we, it was like a Tuesday night. And I just asked if the owner was in because we wanted to take some of these stouts back with us. And they're like, we don't normally do that. I said, it's not a big deal. And they asked what we're in town for, and we said we wanted a raffle that Cigar City was doing. So Doug came out, and we started talking, and uh, we were just talking about things in general. But he mentioned he's an Iowa guy, and of course, us being a Michigan guy, he asked if I was a Michigan fan. So right away, we had some Big Ten smack talk for yeah, each other. Yeah. And uh, from there, it just kind of continued in this communication over the years. While I was working uh, at Quicken, I, I continued to try and invest with him. I was like, hey, let me, I want to be part of this if you'd let me. And he just kind of came up with the idea to say, you know, Michigan is this incredible craft beer community. We should do something in Michigan because the size that Doug is, he really likes. He thinks it's a, it, to, to be successful and to stay authentic in craft, he thinks he's the right size. And I tend to agree with him. So fast forward, me bugging him for years. In 18, I finally get him up here. We come up and start looking at spaces. We probably looked at like three or four spots, but this spot it really stood out to us, and, and that's kind of how we ended up here, and the rest from there is history. So I mean, that's amazing. This is – and I'm – you can ask anybody that knows me. It's, it's a terrible thing. I'm like the world's most impatient person. I don't like to wait. If, if I have an idea, if I had this idea, and I would have died before I got to 10 years, Just be, and, and it would have been my downfall. Obviously, it was worth the wait, but I, I wonder just – the, the matriculation of, of just the process over that course of 10 years, like I can't imagine, I'm also a mind changer. And so I can't imagine like how many different ideas you must have had or thoughts or dreams or, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, this, this plan has shaped and reshaped itself. There's probably many versions. I couldn't tell you what version of the iPhone this is, but it's, you know, it's definitely not iPhone 1. This is like iPhone 8 or 9. But I think the biggest thing from what you just mentioned along the way, the consistency was that, and, and this is something we talked about here, is we know we want to make great beer. That has to happen first, like really good beer that people will come away from to come drink. But also, like, we want to take care of this community. Oak Park is, like, incredible. It's on the rise. We have wonderful residential neighborhoods around us, and I think if we cater to those two things, we'll be here. We can have this conversation again in 20 years, you know what I mean? Well, first of all, if, if it's 20 years out, you call me and I'll, I'll be right back here, I promise. Uh, let's talk about Oak Park. I, want, I do want to talk about the beer, but you mentioned Oak Park and the community that it is. And, you know, I'm no expert. I don't know anything. I'm just some kid from North Macomb County. But it does seem to me as I look at the way that people are moving, people in their 
early 30s, 40s, in the direction they're going, they're, you know, Ferndale and Royal Oak, all that stuff has, has been done. And it's not a bad, they're not bad, but it's saturated, right? I feel like Oak Park is like the next frontier as far as not things being there, but people wanting to be there. And I just, I wonder what drove you to this space if you got that same sense too. I mean, because you're not the only venue opening up in this strip here. It's going to yeah. be great. I think, you know, it's interesting, and, and I don't want to leave out the city. Uh, we looked at a different location. Sorry, I'm, I'm refilling, by the way. No, no, hey, that's the best part about this. You, yeah. If, there, if, if you couldn't do that during a beer podcast, what would be the point? That's true. Um, so when we, we looked at a different city, and the building we looked at initially is still available right now. I remember calling the realtor, telling him we were interested in the space for a brewery. He had asked if we had a liquor license uh, in the city yet. And I said, we did not. And he basically then proceeded to blow me off. I mean, he just said, there's no chance then. And uh, that was intriguing to me, like someone that wanted to invest and, and, you know, put some money into the community and just the immediate resistance. I was like, that is pretty far out, right? And then Oak Park, uh, this was actually sent to me by, at the time, um, someone that used to uh, be on my team at Quicken Loans. Oh, yeah, so my team like knew this is something I wanted to do. Like I made this uh, pretty like vocal for a while, and he said you got to check this out. Oak Park is like basically advertising this space, and I checked it out, and I was lucky enough to talk with Kim Maroney, who's been a huge help on this whole thing at the city, and she brought us out to the space. We met with the building owners, and it's I mean it's it's you know actually as I'm saying that and then I look around, it's it really does kind of smack you of how much it's changed and what this looks like now, but Oak Park has just been welcoming and helpful every step of the way. And the other cool part is I believe, um, we're going to be one of the first liquor licenses in Oak Park because Oak Park is dry. I don't know if you know that or not. Are you serious? I'm, I'm like 95% positive on this. It's me. That's, I, I had no idea. I, my first job in radio was in God bless it, Arkansas and then Texas. Uh, and I lived in dry counties. But I didn't know that there was like, so so so. What you're going to be able to do is something that few others, if any, have been able to do here in Oak Park. Yeah, and and I think that was a big part of what Oak Park wanted to do too. Is um, they knew in order to grow this community and make it, you know, uh, attractive for residents and continue to like make it a, a new and hip place. That's what they had to do. And so this was advertised. Like they let them know that like liquor license were available. And um, like I said, it's just been, it's been nothing but love from the city of Oak Park and their residents for that matter. And that just like that in itself just gives you the warm and fuzzies, you know? Well, you talk about the warm and fuzzies and I was a couple of months ago up at Arctic Brewing Company in Chesterfield. They're about to open too. And they'd done this Kickstarter and you get all this love and you know, and I'm sitting right now, and I know you've been doing the, the fundraiser, but I'm behind you where you're sitting are the items that people have. So what's that like? I mean, people are, are throwing money at you, and you don't even have – your doors aren't even open. I, I wonder what that feels like. Yeah, it's um, obviously love and gratitude, right? That's the first, like, two things that pop in my head. But I think – it also shows there's a lot of people that believe in us and they know um, because a lot of the people that are the bags that you're looking at that are filled behind us, like these are people we know. I probably know. I could probably pick up one randomly and know that person or maybe even have like their number in my phone. And then the other cool part is there's also this assortment of Oak Park residents who are excited. We had someone say yesterday, and this was probably the most powerful statement we've had so far. They said we were literally thinking about we were about to list our house. 
And then you guys and Oak Park Social popped up and we just said, no way we're staying and we couldn't be more excited and happy to support you. And so, you know, it makes it easy to get up and grind through some of the things that are less fun that we're like not going to sit and talk about things like contracts and licenses and big checks that you write and get scared about. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's just reassurance that you're, it reassurance that you're doing the right thing. You talk about the, the people and earlier you showed me the, the pubic, the tiles and, can you just explain how that's going to work and, and, and what made you do I, I just I think it's such a fantastic idea. And to be honest, I can't wait until years down the road when it's you know huge and you can really see it. I'm sure it'll be good-sized immediately. But, I mean, just tell me about the pubic tiles. They're gorgeous. So, you know, be, being at Quicken Loans for a while you, and being downtown in Detroit, you realize how many incredible things are going on in Detroit that get overlooked. I don't think Detroit's like a destination city yet, or maybe it is for those that are like avid travelers and know, but I don't think like people, if you're throwing darts, like I don't know where it lands yet. And I, th I think it's on the rise, but my whole point is there are so many fun things to do. Anyone that comes to see me, Doug included, who had never been to Detroit, came up from Tampa and St. Petersburg is like, this is just the food scene's incredible. The beer scene, the li like he was just blown away by all the things you could do. Not to mention like Detroit is a rabid sports town. So what happens is this, you find these places that you know have these historic meanings, um, like a Poabic tile and you realize, okay, I, there's got to be a way to include these people and elevate it. And that's something that obviously I was inst it was instilled at me at Quicken Loans. But I think that's like a craft beer thing too. That's not a, like a Quicken Loans thing. It's a craft beer, like supporting each other in the community, drinking local. These are things you hear commonly. And so it just, it made sense to do something with them because I love the things they do. Like if you go on the Poabic website, there's everything from like mugs to Christmas ornaments and anything in between to like the finest pottery you've seen. So when we went to them with this idea, they loved it. And they were all about it. And it's just a cool way to have the people that are supporting us be able to put their stamp on the tap room. So basically, people are going to buy a tile, get their name on it, and it'll go on the wall here behind me. Yeah, so we started it with actually some of our dogs um, that it, within our family. We're a big dog family. So we have like some dogs that have obviously passed away and we love, and we just want to like put them on the wall. And that's kind of like what started the idea. But really, you can put like family names up there. We have some great friends we've worked with that have started their own businesses and they've supported us um it's just cool to see everyone that wants to be part of it and they're jumping on board because they know they're going to be able to come in and see their tile and i think that's really fun so tell me about the name right i mean everybody knows what a dog and pony show is right but you guys have kind of taken at least the dog part literally right i mean so i guess the, the question that's been asked for centuries is what's in a name yeah, um, so I'm, as I'm as you're saying this, I'm I'm googling on my phone. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the two versions. The biggest one is this: is that it, growing up, uh, my two brothers and I. So I'm the oldest of three. This is something my father Drada uh, is uh, a Polish name. My father would would utter this often when things would become chaotic in the house, and it would there could be different tones to it, you know, uh, and sometimes some cuss words in front of it too. More often than not, probably. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's kind of implied in the saying, but he, he has a way of accenting things, right? And so when we were going through names like Dorada Brothers, like we just, I don't know, that just seemed like we could do better. And we also wanted to have it like reflect our personalities and some of the things we we're doing. So we thought of this saying of the things he, he used to say this in the household, literally when things would be chaotic. And then I, I looked it up, you know, Wikipedia has it like it says an elaborate display or presentation, especially as 
uh, as part of a promotional campaign. And there's a bunch of other things in here that relate to like just basically circuses and things like that. And I just kind of thought of how life is as you're doing this thing. And even as we've opened this and the name just right away hit, you could see on the look, uh, my brothers and our faces right away. We knew that was the right name. So we've gotten a lot of good compliments about it from like city officials at Oak Park. It reminds them it has some nostalgia to like people in general think it's a fun, playful name. And I think this is like, how funny is it coming out of 2020? Like it couldn't apply more, right? Yeah. Like everybody's dealing with. We what live was, in a dog and pony show. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I don't think I've ever talked to somebody about the bathroom. But that's going to change today. Very exciting. But no, seriously, you walk in. I mean, the bathrooms are great, but that's not. You, you talk about dog and pony. When I walked in, you had this great wallpaper, right? And it's it's a bunch of dogs, and there's some other things too. And and if you hadn't have said anything to me, I just would have thought that they were an artist that made cool looking dogs. But you mentioned earlier that you were a dog person, a dog family, and it turns out that those dogs are real dogs. Yeah. So. Um Got to give a quick recognition to my wife, Stephanie Gerada, and then my cousin, Colin Hilliard. They collaborated on this project. My wife has really designed, I would say, like 99% of this tap room. Well, good on her because this place is gorgeous. Um, so that said, she got with my cousin, who's an awesome artist. If you go check out Colin Hilliard on like Instagram, I'm giving him a plug here, obviously. but For sure. He, uh, he does some awesome sketches and, and artwork, and so we started sending him pictures of family dogs and said, can you somehow, like, whatever comes to your mind, but, you know, it's what we wanted to do is somehow incorporate it into the tap room and your artwork. And so once he sent us back the sketch, it I think it started with, like, the themes of, like, dogs playing poker, but obviously you've seen it, Zach, so you know it's not, like, it's not that, but right. it's just, like, it is dogs in a dog and pony show setting, right? I just, I think... It looks cool no matter what, but I think once you know what it is, it's just the coolest thing. Yeah, and so Colin took all the pictures of our dogs and then sketched them in this setting, and then we got it obviously printed onto a wallpaper, which we put in the bathroom. And I just think uh, my my wife loves Easter eggs too, so that's like the Easter egg story of it is that you know um, it's the little hidden clue that if you know the details within the details, it's a really cool story. Right. So now all of you listening. You found the Easter egg. That's it. Appropriately enough, you know, Easter's like three days away, too. Couldn't, couldn't help myself That there. is strange, isn't it? Uh, so, look, we've gone too far without talking about the beer itself. I mean, conceptually, you were talking about, I mean, obviously, you have to play to, not trends, but you have to give the people what they want. Sure. Right? But you mentioned, we're drinking this, this, this barrel-aged stout two years. You mentioned focusing on that, too, and, you know, that's something that takes... When you open, you can't present something that's aged. Right. Right. So I just, I wonder conceptually what you guys want out of the shoot because we walked to the brew house and you guys aren't messing around. Like it's go time. Yeah. We're ready to party. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I, I know my brother, who is our brewer, is listening out of the corner of his ear down there at the end of the bar. But, you know, here's what we're going to try and do we're going to, the beer has to be good. This place could be a lot of things. Um, like if you've been to Three Floyds in Indiana, it's a metal bar that serves gourmet food, and oh by the way, it happens to have world class beer. Like the place just, is a gem. I mean, you, there's something else to say about Three Floyds. And you don't like you don't go in. I don't think that was. There's no way they knew, right? There's no way they said metal. Uh, you can get muscles, metal, and like English style IPAs, and it's going to be <laughs> badass, right? right? So I think the first thing we need to make sure is the beer's great and we'll do all styles. We really will. We'll have some classic drinkable things like Pilsners and lagers because 
I still long for those things, uh, you know, on, in warm weather days. And, um, and I think we definitely can't, you can't be in Michigan with this strong of a craft beer community and not have barrel aged stouts. It's a, it's a Michigan staple almost. Yeah. And then the coolest part is we have obviously the assistance of Doug Dozark from Cycle, but my brother has experience in not only brewing, but in cider making and mead making. So we're going to, we're going to bring it with some ciders too. And really like, we want your palate, you know, we want to get all sides of your palate. How much of the stout can we drink before you'd be like, you know, a, a crisp cider would be like, that might be nice right now. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to start off with just some really drinkable stuff, some classic styles from like some pails, some pilsners and probably some ciders to come out of the shoot. And, and we might, you know, there may be a stout in barrels somewhere in the world that we might've had a hand in. I'm not sure. I can't disclose. I can't, <laughs> I can't say yes or no, but you know, again, that yeah. that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. And, and you you mentioned like it, one thing that makes me curious because you talk about uh, cycle and and you know Tampa is I didn't know this because I'm not a smart person, but I figured it out over the years. Tampa is a pretty solid cramp beer city. It, it and to me, it surprised me. But I wonder. We talk about in food like fusion, like cuisine. Sure. So. What's it like when a dude, when it's 30 degrees outside in April, hangs out with a dude where it's 80 degrees outside in April? What does that, what does that do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know that you guys are doing what you do in here. Yeah. But some of that influence is coming from a place that's not like this at all. I'm, I'm going to get out of my scope here a little bit. And again, I'm, I'm, I thought my brother might just run down here just to throw a couple comments in, but he, he's playing it cool. I, I respect that. Classic brewer, uh, humble guy. So I think what it does is, one, it opens up um, the range of things we can do. We're going to deal with a whole new water profile here in Michigan that we would in Florida, which is going to obviously take time to dial in. Um, but what's cool about having Cycle as and Doug involved, along with Josh's knowledge in brewing and cider making, is that um, it's a fast learn, right? I mean, that's the thing in this industry. You're going to have to we're going to do the two for you and one for us rule. Okay. Let's call it that. So we're going to try and make, you know, two things that we know the general public and our, our customers are really going to love. And occasionally uh, we're going to have one for us too, that like, maybe I don't care if you don't love it, but we, we liked it. Right. Um, and we hope people will like it too. And I think if we can stick to that, we'll do well. But to your point, it's also about, that's it. Like my palate, that's what's great about craft, right? My palate's not the only palate. Like right. we're drinking this. We both think it's good, but I bet if I, we like set our favorite beer that we drank this summer, it's not the same beer. No. So that's no. what makes it great. Well, and that's the thing, right? And so well, let's end on that because you bring up a good point. You, know, you, you mentioned Michigan and the strength and the power of the craft beer community. It's not about fitting in, right? I understand that you want to be your own establishment. You will be your own establishment. But how do you hope to fit into the Michigan craft beer scene? Because you, you guys are steps away from becoming part of it just like anybody else's. You're not Larry Bell, but maybe someday you will be. Who knows? So I, I just wonder where you think you guys fit or where you want to fit. Because, I mean, I'm so fortunate. I get to do this every week, and it's, just, it's really hard to find bad beer around here, and, and that's a blessing. It is. There was a moment Doug and I went to Horrocks in the Lansing area. You're familiar with Horrocks, mm, obviously. Yes. What what a beer! Like you know, you could just how many times can I walk up and down those aisles and like? Plus, you can have one on tap. That's kind of cool, yeah, right? Yeah. So we were just looking at all the beers on the shelf, and uh, I'm not going to say we had a moment of doubt, but it did smack us in the face of like, man, what a competitive spot this is. But I think that's honestly 
it, it's a blessing, not a curse. It'll it'll force us to be on our game the whole time and continue to make things that people are going to want to drink and understand that if it doesn't, we can move on from it, right? So to, to your point and, and kind of to answer that question within the space of Michigan, I think we have to we definitely have to be ourselves. We have to come with classic styles, and people will appreciate that. We have to take care of our community. I mean, if we take care of the Oak Park residents and they want to come here and have a good time, and then we also have some some bangers on like this Friday beer that Doug made where yeah. it's like, you know, somebody might come from a ways away to have this one. I think if we can master that, that'll be a good start. And then to say like we want to be a Larry Bell or we want to be a Founders or that that won't be our goal. We just want to elevate the craft community like – there's so you know my favorite place right now in Michigan is Homes Brewing in Ann oh, Arbor. Oh goodness! I mean, yes. like how how did they just like, you know, not to, their hops are obviously great, and I'll drink them all day. But then they're just coming with these like fruit bombs that are just incredible. Dude, they invented smooge, and they ha- I mean that. I mean, and that's that actually is probably to my point. That's probably why I love them even more because they said we're so good at this. We're just gonna invent our own kind of drink. I mean, it is a seltzer, but it's also like their beer. It's like. Smooge is incredible, man. We don't even—I don't even know what it is. I just know it's good. Yeah, the smooge is what it is. It just has this <laughs> weird name, and I'm like shouting them out. You know, I, they, they're just awesome. I, so that's yeah. to, to your point and to what you just asked. That's what it is. It's we're gonna do. We're gonna let it evolve on its own with a little bit of guidance here and there. And we're open-minded people, so it'll work out great if we do that. That was my conversation with Kyle Gerada from Dog and Pony Show Brewing in Oak Park. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss anything across the Metro Detroit craft beer landscape and beyond. Plus, you can always follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Zach E. Clark, Zach with an H, on Instagram at The Brew Man Chew and TikTok at Brew Man Chew to see what I'm up to. Hey.